Today we're bringing you the first episode of Newts, a new six-part audio drama musical miniseries produced by Radiotopia's The Truth, based on the 1936 novel The War with the Newts by Czech sci-fi author Karol Čapek. The story follows an alternate history of the 1930s in which the Western world discovers, exploits, educates, arms, and is ultimately overthrown by a species of three-foot-tall talking newts. Yes, newts. You know, those little amphibian things? They came for some oysters, but they stayed for the revolution. Newts features a cast of familiar names from the world of radio like Glyn Washington, television like Joshua Molina, and Broadway, as well as rock musicians like Chris Barron, Ahmed Jalab, and Naomi Yang. Did I mention that this is a musical? It's a musical. The overthrow of the human race has a soundtrack. And it's pretty sweet. The first two episodes are out now, and they're a treat. Just search for Newt's PRX wherever you listen to podcasts. That's N-E-W-T-S PRX. In 1936, a Czech writer named Karl Čapek published his final book. It was called War with the Newt's. Newt's, as in the amphibian. Two years later, in October 1938, the German army occupied Czechoslovakia, and this same writer was declared public enemy number two. Two months after that, Karl Čapek was dead. This story is inspired by that final book, the one about newts. exactly where to begin the story of the end of humanity. I know where it began for me. I know because I was there. That day, when Captain Van Tock knocked on the door. Can I help you? I'm here to see Mr. Bundy. And you are? I'm a sea captain, see? And I've got... Mr. Bundy sees visitors by appointment only? What? Uh, well, sure. I got one of those. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Is that a barrel? What are you... I'm sorry, Captain. Mr. Bondy's booked up all day. Wait! Please! Lives are at stake. Lives? They're starving, you see. And it's up to me. So many sweet little lives. And there's business too. Money to be made. Wait, stop. Sorry. No, we, we have to go back farther. Um, see, to understand why this Van Talk was at the door of one of the most powerful men in Amsterdam, blubbering over a suspicious barrel of water, no less, you have to understand what's in the barrel of water. And to really understand that, we need to talk about pearls. So let's begin again with the story of Captain Van Talk and a little song I like to call That Ain't No Devil, That's a Newt. One, two, three, four. Captain Van Talk, sailed from Amsterdam 
Thought he found a new but it is much more like a man Captain Van Talk went in search of pearls Thought he changed his life but in the end he changed the world I am known throughout the ports of Europe As a sailor to be sure of And not take on one drop of water. <laughs> yes, he could. So when the call came down from Amsterdam, I answered like the captain that I am, head first, rope in hand. Stars be cursed and the seas be damned. The task was a simple one. Well, they'd emptied every stretch of shore But I know a place where no one's looked to be <laughs> I rounded Malta, the tip of Sri Lanka And then to an island off Sumatra The tale goes like this They say the island's cursed <laughs> Sea devils, they say. Like a shark? Not sharks. Proper devils of the sea. They roam the shore lying in wait. Ain't no man set foot there comes back alive. (laughs) Then ain't nobody found them pearls yet. When I heard of an island shunned by man, I went there like the Captain that I am, feet first, bottle in hand. The gods be cursed and the devil be damned. For that's what the locals called it, Devil's Bay. So the captain stepped ashore. I was looking for an oyster I could open with my knife. But it found something more. It came out of the water and I saw it was a What was that? Show yourself. Well, that ain't no devil. That's a newt. It was three feet tall and coming closer and in one hand it held an oyster. Just then I realized my luck, for it had no tool with which to shuck his meal. So they made a deal. I pried the thing open, and inside was the most amazing pearl. But that newt didn't care about no pearls. He served up his dinner and chopped the thing. And that's when his friends showed up. Dozens of them. When I saw that this could be my chance, I seized it like the captain that I am. Line up, you boys and girls. You get the coop, and I get the pearls. Oh, there you go, Sonny. Everyone gets a turn. Feast with your father. And that's pretty much how it went. Until along came a shark. 
I saw the look of panic as it spread across his face Cause it had nowhere to hide He couldn't leave the water and he couldn't swim away I took a swig of whiskey and I dove into the fray. I killed the shark and sent it to the bottom of the bay. <sighs> Minutes pulled me back to the shore. And as we're lying there out of breath, it hit me. See. I ain't never done one good thing for nobody, except myself. But tonight, I saved a newt. And that newt saved me. So I made a promise to myself. I'm gonna help these beautiful creatures. I'm gonna teach them how to fend for themselves. Devil be damned. That's what I'm gonna do. Dan Talk really meant it, and he got to work straight away. All right, gather round, boys. See this here? This is a knife. Knife? Oh, don't be scared. <laughs> you take the pointy end, and you stick it right in the back of the oyster, see? Give it a little wiggle, and there you go. Knife, knife, knife. Now you try. No, no, no. That's the sharp side. Can't be hurting yourself. That's better. You just take it here in the end. Oh, did you see that? Me boys are smart here. Nobody heard from Van Talk for months. Most assumed he'd drown at sea or at the bottom of a bottle. But the captain was having the time of his life, feasting on oysters and tending to his beloved newts until a new problem emerged. Once the captain scared off all the sharks, the newt population grew and grew and grew. Soon they ate through all the oysters in Devil's Bay. The problem is they had nowhere else to go. These newts can't travel far on land, but they can't swim in the open ocean either. They were stuck. And soon, they were starving. It was all Van Tock's fault, but he wasn't about to give up. Listen up, children. I just need the right kind of ship to get you out of here. Uh, like a ferry, you know? Uh, but with a big tub of water on top. A newt ferry. To pull this off, he needed money. The kind of money that was only found in Amsterdam. So Van Tock put his favorite newt, Toby, in a barrel of water, and the two set off for Europe. Captain Van Tock sailed to Amsterdam. Brought along a newt, but it was much more like a man. Captain Van Tock went in search of pearls. Thought he'd change his life, but in the end, he changed the world. Van Tock knew what these businessmen were like. If it didn't help their bottom line, they weren't interested. So he had brought along all the pearls he could carry plus Toby, as the living proof. But even still, it was a tough sell. Take those newts, lizards, whatever they are, and oh, bugger off. No, no, I... Haven't any time for lizards, Captain. Now, now just hear me out. Crazy fool. Van Tock lugged that barrel all around the harbor, 
whittling down his Rolodex until there was just one name left. Mr. Bondi. An old acquaintance and the last person he wanted to ask. The captain made a promise to his newts. So he knocked on that door where he met me. Working the day shift. Can I help you? I'm here to see Mr. Bundy. And you are? I'm a sea captain, see? And I've got... Mr. Bundy sees visitors by appointment only? What? Uh, well, sure. <laughs> I got one of those. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Is that a barrel? What are you... I'm sorry, Captain. Mr. Bondy's booked up all day. Wait! Please! Lives are at stake. Lives? They're starving, you see. And it's up to me. So many sweet little lives. And there's business too. Money to be made. I know, Toby. I know. Just a little longer now. What the hell is going on out there? I'm coming in. What are you doing? Captain, stop. <sighs> so the captain pushed right past me. Mr. Bundy. Good to see ya. He shut the door and dove straight into his story. And they called the police. Devil's Bay. I heard it all through the keyhole. And I cut that shark straight up the middle. All building up to the grand reveal of his newt. Have you ever seen something so special? I call him Toby, sir. He's real clever. They are. Toby, show him how you can shuck an oyster. But before Toby could begin the demonstration, Bondi, who had remained silent up to this point, rose from his chair. The room went quiet. I heard each footstep as he approached the newt. Now, there are three things you need to know about Mr. Bondi. One, there's a stack of business cards on his desk. On each card is printed just one word. Bondi. Not so-and-so Bondi or Dr. Bondi DDS. Just B-O-N-D-Y. Bondi. Though he'd never say so out loud, there is no doubt that he takes great pride in the fact that, within his world of maritime commerce, the name Bondi speaks for itself. Two. Though his business is the sea, Mr. Bondi has no love of water. In fact, dating all the way back to a traumatic childhood incident... Nonsense. What incident? The details of which he has worked tirelessly to keep secret. This shipping magnate has not set foot in or on any body of water larger than his solid copper bathtub. Three. Bondi's lack of aquatic acumen is more than made up for by his instincts in business. Just ask my competition. When other ships were powered by sails, Bondi's were powered by coal. By the time they caught up to coal, Bondi had already moved on to oil. He is relentless. He sees every angle. If there's money to be made, he'll make it. A deal to be had, he'll find it. Which is why the captain knew that Mr. Bondi was his newt's last hope. What could I do? What could I do? What could I do? 
with a newt such as you what would I say what would I say what would I say if the chance came my way You might want to step back before he pops that oyster. Go on, Toby, just like we practiced. I've seen enough. My doorman will show you out. But he's got these strong little hands. They're good for all... Pearls, yes. I understand the proposition, Captain. But however novel your newt's knife work may be, we've already stripped the East Indies of oysters. There's none left. That's what I'm saying, sir. There's tons of oysters down there. Just not any we can reach. But my boys know where to look. They can find them, grab them, and shuck them on their own. In a dramatic gesture, Van Tock removed his cap. Look! Revealing a whole handful of pearls nestled inside. And that's just a fraction of what we got down there. I'm telling you, anyone who says the East Indies is out of pearls, they don't know my notes. But Bondi hardly glanced at the pearls. He was fixated on Van Tock's face. Without the hat, the man looked strangely familiar. What did you say your name was? Captain... Well, you can just call me Captain, sir. (laughs) The important thing is right now my boys are starving down there. We gotta get them out of that bay. Somehow I feel like we've met before. Oh, I think I'd remember meeting you, Mr. Bondi. As would I. I see there's plenty of time for getting to know you once we set sail. Was it uh, London, the annual maritime trade luncheon? Oh, I can be ready in the morning, really, Mr. Bondi. No, 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 no. It's something farther back. Oh, were you the captain that used to run Havana for me? Come on, sir. This is the opportunity of a lifetime. Or could be from my days on the floor of the Amsterdam Exchange? God damn it, Bundy, you're always stuck in that little head of yours. Just shut up and listen to me. Bundy, Bundy. Van Talk. Oh, I'm, I'm not sure what you're talking about. Bundy, Bundy, sissy little Bundy. Kick him in the arse and throw him in the pond. You're that Van Talk boy. The neighborhood bully. Quite the memory you got there, Mr. Bondi. I knew I recognized you. How long's it been? What, 40 years? You remember much from back then? Oh, uh, I know you made my life a living hell. Oh, well, I, I made hell for a lot of folks, but... You stole my lunch. Only once in a while. Oh, every day. I never took your money, though. Oh, oh, do you remember what you used to say to me? Bondi... Bondy, sissy little blondie. Uh, what comes next? My memory's a little f- foggy on that one, sir. Uh, no, go on. Finish it. <clears throat> Better learn to swim before I drown you in the pondy. You mean you ain't mad about 
that? Oh, it's been 40 years. I'm so thrilled to hear you say that, sir. That's why I came straight to you about this business operation. Oh, you did? Oh, them other folks wanted in, but I said, no, sirree, uh, me and uh, Mr. Bundy, we go way uh, back. <laughs> we sure do. It's incredible. <laughs> oh, you said it. I mean, I'm so successful now, and you're this crazed, sniveling, nude-obsessed brute. What? Get out. But what about now? You? I'm begging you, Mr. Bundy. Please. I'm just so worried about my news. <laughs> maybe. Maybe I was a nasty boy. And maybe you don't need to forgive me for any of it. But me nudes. Mr. Bundy. They changed me. I'm... Trying to do something good. Take your pearls and go. Keep the pearls. I know it don't add up to my transgressions. But really, I am sorry. Van Talk looked me right in the eyes as he left. Thanks anyway for opening the door. And then, he was gone. I've replayed that day so many times I've lost count. I thought about it when pearls became as common as gumballs. When the fair came to town and people stood in line all day to see a newt in a top hat reading from the evening paper. When suddenly newts were inescapable, and all the women I knew started wearing salamander skirts, skin tight, down past the knees. God, those were uncomfortable. I thought about that day when the Amsterdam canals were converted into breeding pools. When the first newt battalions were formed in the Baltic. When Venice was abandoned to the sea. Every time the water crept up and those croaking sounds grew closer, A feeling washed over me. That if I hadn't opened that damn door, maybe none of this would have happened. Oh my god. These pearls must be worth 200,000 guilder alone. Or maybe it had to happen this way. And we're just the unlucky people who got to act it all out. Next time on Newts. Good evening! <laughs> Good evening! Oh, yes, Miss Lily. Is it true you met a real newt? Inspired by true events from my life, I give you lovers on Pearl Island! Oh. Oh, stop it! Stop it! Stop. Toby! Did you hear that? Everything's gonna be alright! Toby?
the Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Were you accused of a murder enacted by supernatural forces beyond your control? Yeah. Are you seeking a multi-figure gold settlement for damages to your business? Yes. Are you a young entrepreneur seeking justice for the murder of a family member that would be here if you were better at your job? Yeah. <laughs> Hello, I'm Thomas Phelps. I am the attorney, along with my assistants, of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher, and we want to help you get justice. Our expert legal services are available for a modest fee. But not too modest, I got a family to feed. As a bot, I don't eat, but I do have a hunger. A hunger for justice. And that hunger drives us to work for you, future client. From investigation to sentencing, we've got you covered for everything from public urination. Oh, yeah. To murder in varying degrees. Don't look at me. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher care about families. That's why they work quickly to help get this daddy off. I was blown away. My business was in trouble after an unfortunate case of property damage. But the attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher helped set things right with a hefty gold settlement. So come on down to the law offices of Phelps, Oz, Mogbile, and Felcher. Located in the old Biscayne Boys building. In Eastern Orgea. Just follow the podcast highway signs for Dungeons and Drimbus and take the season three exit. The attorneys of Phelps, Oz, Mogbio, and Felcher are not responsible nor liable for any of the following that may be incurred while working on your case. Sudden death, loss of limb, heartbreak, the use of magic to secure evidence, the wrath of an interdimensional being, urinary bladder infection, nausea, depression, the sudden desire to remove one's clothing, the illicit romance of a will-they-won't-they workplace scenario, or complete and utter disregard for the natural laws of space and time. Join your favorite fantasy attorneys for their next case. Dungeons and Drimbus publishes every Friday wherever podcasts are found.